are all welcome to this evening's uh, session, prayer and reflection. Thank you, uh, uh, Mukisa. Thank you for leading us in that opening time. Our topic today is the benefit of being in his presence. And our text is Joel 2, 27. And it, it says, then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. I'm using, I think, ESV. And that is the word that we are going to reflect on. And we are going to try and understand the benefit of being in his presence. His represents God, God's presence. His represents the Lord himself, whose presence would desire to be in. Benefit may be a word that uh, is common maybe in the uh, in the working environment, it may mean payment, it may mean profit, value, advantage, it may mean some help that someone receives. And the word being is, a, is an active word. It is a word that tells us that someone resides or dwells or lives or is in something that um, uh, in this case, we are saying being in his presence, dwelling in his presence. This is God's presence. Uh, the presence may mean a state of existence. It may mean an uh, occurring. It may mean being present, an act of being in the vicinity of some, someone, prominent of someone, of something near someone. Being in the presence of prominent people, like presidents, like kings, political leaders, people that are prominent can bring sometimes fear, can bring honor, can bring pride, can bring joy. Sometimes it gives you mixed feelings. And one must be ready. One must be invited. One must be dressed properly must be in a sober mind, must be, uh, you know, presentable, must be honorable to be in the presence of such prominent people. How about being in the presence of the almighty God? Uh, we can only imagine uh, sometimes that can be scaring, but if you have been there, it can be a joyful experience. If you have been there, it can be a wonderful experience. If you have been there, it is a fulfilling uh, experience. It is uh, the greatest benefit. And so today as we look at this text, we need to understand what it benefits us, what uh, benefit we get in being in God's presence. It's like um, the benefit is like the fruit of the Spirit that we read about in Galatians chapter 5, verse 20. The benefit that we look at through this verse and through the book of Joel 
can be related to the fruit of the spirit. It is like one, but it is uh, with so many, many other uh, things, signs that we get out. And what I gleaned out of this scripture is that we get an assurance. We benefit that assurance of God's presence. We benefit in beholding his glory. We benefit in never being, being uh, never to be put to shame, never to face reproach. As we look at the whole uh, Joel book, the book of Joel, we glean, we get out other benefits which include enjoying God's provisions and he satisfies the needs of his people. We enjoy his protection. We enjoy knowing his wonders. We enjoy uh, not having fear. We enjoy rejoicing and that gladness being protected and provided for. And so there is contentment, there is restoration, there is the, the overshadowing spirit of, of, of the Lord. And so as I said, you must be prepared, you must be ready to benefit, to be in the presence of God and have the benefit. The benefit of being in God's presence can be felt, can be seen, can be known, can be heard of. It is something that can be tangible. Individuals and groups have benefited, can benefit, have known God's presence. Like at the day of Pentecost, some saw, others heard, while the apostles and disciples enjoyed, they felt they were immersed in the presence of God when the Holy Spirit came upon each one of them. And others saw tongues of fire. Others heard the sound. Others were confused. They didn't know what was happening because they heard people speaking in their tongues and they, they questioned what had happened. It's because the apostles, the disciples had been in the presence of God and they were experiencing God and they were receiving from God. And that overwhelmed those who did not know or understand what the presence of God is, what the presence of God can bring, can uh, give uh, to those who are there. Others know about the benefit and others have heard of this benefit. Others have heard and then they know and then they have experienced God's presence on a regular basis. I don't know where you belong. I don't know whether you have experienced God's presence. I don't know whether you know that you, you, there is a benefit of being in God's presence. Joel is a book that uh, starts with a warning of a calamity. But when we get this topic that there is a benefit in being God's presence, 
we have to dig and we make sure uh, we see what comes out of this calamity. Many of us benefit from our employment, from our marriages, from our family relations. We benefit from government, from different organizations, because we are part of them. We are involved, we are engaged, we are near, we are inside these organizations, these relationships, we are closer. It is the same with being in God's presence. There is what someone benefits, what someone gains, what someone profits, what someone takes uh, as, as the, great, the great gift, takes an advantage of something of value. And this, uh, we use, I've said the word that we use the password, which is relationship. You must have a relationship. You must know the, the, the God that, in whose presence you, you would like to be. We can enjoy God's presence uh, now in our physical nature, and later in eternity, on condition, of course, that we have that relationship, that we have repented, that we have renewed our relationship, that we have been restored to that relationship, that we have the fruit of the Spirit in us. It is through obedience to him. And this is what we see in Joel, verses 18 to 27. A relationship must be uh, built, must be restored for anyone to enjoy that uh, presence. The book was authored by Joel, and Joel, the name Joel, means Yahweh is God. Yahweh is God. He's in control. Joel was a, uh, a prophet that brought warning in the days of Judah, and he gave a stern warning for, being, for them being unrepentant, for going out of God's presence. And he warned them and told them they would face judgment, suffering, destruction by locusts. They will live a joyless, hopeless life they are, because their economic and agricultural life will be destroyed. It is a, a book that calls uh, for a fast, for people to cry out for mercy. And uh, verses 13, chapter, chapter 1, verse 13, 16, he continues to tell them, cry out, cry out, return to the Lord. From Joel chapter 1, it is calamity after calamity that is talked about, but he calls them to return to the Lord. In other words, Joel is telling them to come back to the creator in whose presence they will be secure, in whose presence they will be established, in whose presence they will be protected. Our text, let's look at it. Joel chapter 2, verse 27. Then you will know that I am in Israel that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. If you go by only this verse, we can glean out a few major things we, that 
those who are in God's presence can benefit. Those who remain in God's presence can benefit. And one of them is assurance of God's existence among his people. You will know that I am in Israel. Who is speaking? It is God speaking when he responds to Joel, when Joel is presenting the warning to the people. In, verse, in, in the verses that, uh, that are before uh, this, uh, the verse that we have, the warning is so, so serious that you see calamity, you see devastation, you see a lot of things that are happening, but then he calls them to return to the Lord. And so in returning to the Lord, there's assurance of God's existence, God's presence, which they had run away from. Another thing that, the, the other thing that would get out of this verse is beholding God's glory. In other words, we get to know who God is. God is Lord, there is none like him. Then you will know that I am the Lord, your God, and there is none other. The other thing that we get out is that you will never be put to shame. Never again will my people be shamed. How do we gain this? If all it all begins with a relationship, a deep, genuine relationship, friendship with God, and this starts uh, with these people being called to return to the Lord, to go back to the temple, to go back to worship in a proper way, to go back and know that the one who created them has, uh, has mercy, has compassion. The one who is calling them will be able to restore them. And so uh, Joel sounds an alert and uh, if you read this verse, it connects you back to the Ten Commandments. It tells you, you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Where do we find this? In Exodus 20, God tells them, you will worship no other except me. Uh, that is paraphrased. But uh, in assurance of God's existence and his presence among his people, we remember and recall what Isaiah felt. Isaiah 6, 1 to 8. Isaiah had been in the presence of a king for a long time. He had known the uh, king Uzziah and he enjoyed this presence. But this presence blocked the presence of God, blocked God, who God was. And Isaiah chapter 6 reminds us and tells us that when Isaiah entered in a vision, God's presence, he saw, he felt, he had, he experienced and was more than ready to be sent with the, the toughest message that he had. He was ready. We cannot enter and benefit from God's presence with our sinful nature. Isaiah cried out and said, Woe unto me, I'm ruined, I'm ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, 
and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty, until he was touched with uh, fire on his lips. And the Lord said, this, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. Until then, Isaiah was in a state of fear, in a state of uh, uh, seeing that he was so sinful to be in the presence of the Lord. So to be in the presence of the Lord, as Joel calls people, we must repent of our sins. We must confess our sins. We must desire to be clean, to be cleansed, and God cleanses us. And so the, the, the knowledge, the assurance of his existence is very clear because as Isaiah declared, he could see that God was holy because he found angels singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. He beheld his glory. And as we look at Joel, Joel also tells us that the Lord is compassionate. The Lord, our God is gracious. He's slow to anger, abounding in love. He relents from sending calamity and calls the people to repent, to rend their, their hearts, to rend our hearts and not our garments to return to the Lord our God. So the benefit of this assurance calls us to repentance, assurance of God's existence and presence among his people calls us to repentance. And this is what Joel has done. As we look at the previous verses that he's calling them to return to the Lord, to put on sackcloth, to wail, to mourn, about their sin and to return to the Lord. At this moment, I would like to share a, a time when I, I thought I could do, be like my peers, I could act like my peers, and yet I was already saved. I was already a child of God. I was already in the presence of God. That time was a Christmas time and I thought, okay, to enjoy Christmas, let me follow my cousins and do what they are doing. And so after Christmas prayer, we all went to town. And in town, uh, we went to a disco hall and in the disco hall, of course, I found there was a lot of noise. My spirit was not at peace. There was a lot of, of, of course, smoking, dancing, noise, and I didn't feel at peace at all. And so my cousin told me, ah, let's go out and take a, uh, and, and take a few drinks. Some wine for the local is okay. You can try it. And I also went along and took wine, and uh, I felt headache. A lot of headache because I think we were taking wine that was very strong. And uh, as we sat down, I tried to be calm, but the headache was too much. And I told her, let's go out and look for a pharmacy. 
and we buy some panadols, some painkillers, so that my headache can uh, can go as we wait for our older cousins to come and we go home. And we went and bought the, the, the panadols and took them. In ignorance, of course, I had really, uh, uh, this was like taking drugs. I, I, I made the situation worse. My headache was too much. And by the time we left after midnight, I was feeling very sick. The rest of my cousins were happy where they had enjoyed, they felt they had danced themselves silly, they had drunk all the kinds of drinks. I was miserable. But I had gone out to be in the presence of my friends, of my cousins to enjoy and to feel good, but I didn't feel good. Reaching home, I ran to my bed. The bed was spinning. I could not sleep on it. And so I turned and said, I, I, I actually fell off the bed and knelt down and said, God have mercy upon me, forgive me and heal me. Don't kill me because I knew I was dying. The headache was splitting and I knew I was going to die. I told God, please heal me. Please help me. I cried out to the Lord. Just as Joel is telling these people to cry out to the Lord, I cried and said, God, help me. I know I'm a saved girl. I shouldn't have gone to drink these things. I shouldn't have been involved in these things. Lord, save me. I had that sense uh, coming to my senses, and I felt God telling me, go out, get a basin, vomit out all these things, and surely they came out. I vomited them out. I felt relief. I felt the headache go. I felt uh, the joy of the Lord. I felt I had been touched by God and I went back to sleep. It was coming to 3 a.m. and I slept peacefully because I had repented. I had turned to the Lord. I, have, I had to bring... Um, this confession to him, I had to regain the presence and I came back to my senses and I was better. And the next day I told them when they invited me, of course, it was 26th of December to go back and enjoy. I told them, I don't think I can enjoy that. The noise, the, the different drinks, no, I don't think they are mine. And I do know that God was preventing me from being uh, derailed, from being uh, uh, destroyed, from being in the presence of those who do not know him. When I confessed and repented, I realized that I had my peace again. Look at David. David went out of the presence of God. And Psalm 51 gives us his time of repentance, his pain, his returning to the Lord. And he says, do not take your spirit from me. In that moment when I was spinning and drunk and with a headache, I knew God's spirit was not with me. So to have that assurance that God is with me 
God exists, God hears, is a great benefit in the presence of God. And so we must confess and repent. When David did this, not until he came back to his senses and returned to the Lord, and we have this psalm that we all know, he had no joy. He says, restore to me the joy of your salvation. He had no joy. I had gone to look for joy and happiness through being in the company of my friends and my relatives and my cousins, but instead I lost it. I lost my joy. And so imagine what David went through when he had disobeyed God and he fell into the sin of Bathsheba with Bathsheba and he committed all that. He was out of the presence of God. Not until we read Psalm 51 that we realize the pain he was in, the joyless situation that had come to him. Another example is of a, the prodigal son. I'm giving you these examples of people who had experienced the presence of the Lord, who had enjoyed the assurance of his presence, the assurance of his presence. Uh, of his, of his uh, uh, protection, and they went out. The prodigal son, I know the whole of this month we have looked at this scripture, Luke 15, 11 to 31. He went through a lot when he despised his father and ran away and tried to enjoy life and tried to live on his own and tried to use his own wisdom to live in the presence of those who did not know God. And he suffered a lot. But when he returned, he came to his senses. His shame was taken away. His sin forgiven. And there was celebration and joy in the family again. When we do not have this assurance, the benefit of his assurance that he is with us, he is in us, he is our God with his spirit. He dwells in us. We tend to have no joy. We tend to have no peace. We tend to have no uh, energy to live a victorious life. The prodigal son faced this until he returned to his father. He was dressed. He was revived. He had a place of belonging. He had love and care. He had honor. These are what come with the assurance of being in the presence of the Lord, that benefit of being in the presence of the Lord. God does not put us to shame in his presence. And Job, as Job declared, he swats the plans of the wicked. You may be feeling ashamed. You need to check yourself and see, have you confessed the sin that has uh, uh, drawn away that assurance, that you feel not assured of God's presence, that you feel uh, this guilt, this, uh, this confusion? We need to come back to that place of repentance, that place of uh, asking God to forgive us, shake our hearts. It is what jo Jesus told his disciples. 
when we he said, remain in me, John 15, 4, and I in you. He knew out of him, outside of him, will face a lot of trouble, will face a lot of calamity that Joel is talking about. We will not have a fruit that will glorify him. We will not be the branches that will bring him honor. So Jesus told them, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be granted. It will be given. It will be done for you. My father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit. And so prove to be my disciples. So we need to remain in the presence of the Lord to gain that assurance that he exists, that he is with us, that he is in the midst, in the midst of Israel as the word of the Lord in Joel uh, 2.27 tells us that he is among his people. You will know that I am in Israel when you, you know that you have repented, that you have turned away from wickedness because God hates wickedness. And so the next thing that uh, I would want us to know is that in his presence, the benefit of knowing and beholding his glory is also there. We know who God is. As I brought to you the, the Isaiah text, Isaiah 6, 1 to 6. Isaiah behold God, God's glory and he saw how the angels were worshiping him and saying he's holy, he's holy, he's holy, he's the Lord Almighty and the whole earth is full of his glory. We get to know who God is and Joel tells us that he's a compassionate God. He's a forgiving God. He is a jealousy God. He's jealousy for his people. He is jealousy for his people. He tells us uh, in verse, when he says in verse, uh, verse uh, 18, then the Lord was jealousy for his land and took pity on his people. In knowing who God is, we know that he's merciful. And when we know that he's merciful, we are humbled to accept that we are sinners. And when we humble ourselves and accept that and repent, he is able to protect us. And so the other uh, benefit is that he protects us. He defends us. He gives us that assurance that we are his. And the, the David regained that assurance in Psalm 51, 11 to 12, he says, do not cast away, do not cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. David knew that out of God's presence, he would really suffer great shame and great humiliation. He would really die. He would really not be uh, 
uh, joyful again. He would not have the joy that he had when he was in God's presence. So in knowing who God is, we benefit uh, in having his Holy Spirit, in having our spirit strengthened in regaining and uh, the joy of being in his presence. Another psalmist has declared in Psalm 84, verse 10, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. So in God's presence, we are assured of, of uh, his protection. We are assured of, his, uh, of the knowledge of who he is. We are assured of that greatness that he has over his world and he is able to protect us. Other verses in the book of Joel also tell us that we enjoy his provision and we are satisfied with his provision. Otherwise, if we are not in his presence, we suffer his wrath and the calamity that Joel talks about comes upon all who refuse to repent, all who say that they will uh, trust in their own strength. But in Joel verse 19, he says, the Lord replied to them and said, I am sending you grain, new wine, olive oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations and God protects his own. He does not bring them to shame. We enjoy his protection and uh, provision in his presence because we have known who he is. We are uh, content. We are fully aware that he will surely sustain us. We also enjoy restoration. The prodigal son was restored. David was restored. When I cried to the Lord in that uh, mood of stupor, when I was, uh, I had fallen and I cried to the Lord, I was restored. My mind was restored. My health was restored. And he says in verse 25, uh, Joel 2, I'll restore to you the years the Lord, the swarming locust has eaten. That enemy that comes to eat away that which is um, the benefit that we gain in the Lord's presence, God comes and says, I will restore. I will restore all, and God restores. We are able to know his wonders, his miracles in his presence, because we know who he is. He is a miracle worker because he is a God of wonder. And so that is part of the glory that we see all around because he glorifies himself in the, in the people that dwell in his presence. And how do we do this? How, do, how does it come to, dwell, to be in, uh, to benefit from being in his presence. It comes through understanding his word because he has revealed himself through his word 
And that's where we know that we are God's children. That's where we know that we are saved, we are forgiven, we are released from the bondages of sin and the powers of darkness. In his word, we know who we are. In his word, we know whom we worship. In his word, we are able to know who actually God is. We are able to know that uh, if we do not repent, we perish. If we do not uh, confess our sins and bring it to, to him to cleanse us with the blood of Christ who died on the cross, we are helpless. We are hopeless like the prodigal son. We enjoy in his presence because we know his voice, because we have known who he is and we know his voice. Jesus tells us in John 10, 27, that my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give to them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall my, any man pluck them out of my hand. We are protected in God's presence. I love to be in God's presence. And you may ask, how do I go into God's presence? The quiet time we teach about, that we talk about, is a time to be still in the presence of the Lord, to be still, to listen, to read and study his word. Because he talks to us through his word, through that, uh, the visions that he brings. And that's why Joel, in concluding this text, verse 28 following, he says he will power out his spirit on his people on both young and old, on all, he'll power his spirit. And that, the spirit of God enables us to enter that presence and to be uh, fulfilled and to be people that know and testify that the Lord is good and the Lord is to be worshipped. He alone is to be worshipped. And as I conclude, I need you to ask yourself, do I know God's presence? Do I know what I can benefit from being in his presence? Have I been there? Am I lost? Am I uh, assured of his existence? Am I assured uh, of his glory? Do I know his glory? I've experienced many times of being in his presence and he brings his word, he reveals his word of wisdom, his word of what I should do the next day. You be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I can defend you. So in his presence, we are assured of that. Uh, protection of that uh, glory that we'll share with him because we are made in his image. And that's why Job cried out and said, I have heard of you, but today I have seen with my eyes. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Let us not just hear, let us experience God's uh, presence 
Let us be in his presence. Let us know his goodness because we are in his presence. And this doesn't mean that we will not uh, suffer. Job suffered, but because he remained in God's presence, he was able to encounter him at the end and he was restored completely and he enjoyed God's glory in the land of the living. We too can benefit from being in God's presence if we know his existence, if we know who he is, if we know that he can take away our shame and reproach. How does he take away our shame and reproach? When we return to him like the prodigal son, when we return to him like the call that Joel is giving, and in returning, we repent our sins, in returning, we commit ourselves to trust him and to know that he is with us. He is in our midst. He is our God. I would like to end with the words of, uh, of David in Psalm 51, where he says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your, your ways so that sinners will, will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed. We must repent of our sins. We must God to, we ask God to purify us. And when he does, we are, we are able to be in his presence and to enjoy his presence and to tell others that he is good and he is uh, with us and he is able to restore whatever the enemy may take, may have stolen from us. God is waiting for each one of us to return to him. May you be blessed as you reflect on this word that he, he is in Israel and you are the current Israel and he's, he's there to, uh, to, to help each one of us to know that he exists. Then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God and that there is no other. Never again will my people be put to shame. In his presence, we are more, we are, we, we are not condemned, but we are a, a, a people that is clothed with his righteousness to do his, uh, his will. May the Lord bless you. Thank you so much, Reverend Susan. Thank you very, very much. Let us uh, respond in prayer with the word that we have received. This evening, keeping in God's presence and the benefits with we, that come with being in his presence. Father, in the name of Jesus, we continue to come before you this evening. Lord, we lift our voices unto you with thanksgiving for your word. A word that has 
taught us to keep in your presence, no matter the circumstance, O oh Lord, that it's in your presence where there is provision and protection, where there is joy, where there is the fruit of the Spirit. Lord, we thank you for this word. We receive this word, Lord, with thanksgiving. And Lord, as your word in Isaiah chapter 55, reminding us that your word does not return to your void, but it accomplishes the purposes to which it has been sent. We pray that this evening, it will shake us out of the comfort zone. It will shake us from wherever we have been lost to come and dwell in your presence, to be in your presence 24-7, for in your presence is fullness of joy. Father, we thank you for your servant that you have used to minister to us concerning your presence. Lord, we pray that you bless her. We pray that, Lord, you replenish. As your word says, those that water others are watered. That, Lord, you will water her, you will replenish her. And, Father, you will bless her. And, Lord, you will protect her as she's been in your presence to minister to us. We pray that your protection and preservation will be upon her. And everything that concerns her, we pray that you, you will continually bless her. And your angels will minister unto her. And, Lord, even us that who have received your word. Father, we pray that this word will be seed on fertile ground, that, Lord, the spirit of the Lord will water it, and, Lord, it will grow as we eat on it daily, um, and it will grow, and, Lord, it will bear fruit for your kingdom. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Um, we are going to respond in prayer. Reverend has told us we're going to first bring repentance for, for being out of the presence of God. We have seen the story of the prodigal son. When he was with the father, he enjoyed everything. But out of the presence of God, he suffered. He suffered until he had to come back to his senses and return to the Father. Um, I have read a book that talks about the kingdom of God, and uh, it's only in the presence. As humans, it's only in the presence of God. Like fish lives and dwells in water, it's only in the presence of God where we dwell because he breathed his spirit in us. So let's bring repentance where we have gone away from the presence. At times we have come to church, but because we have seated unforgiveness within us, it has taken us away from the presence of God. So let's bring repentance for the different things that have taken us out of the presence of the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. We acknowledge that uh, this word, it, 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 you just don't come out because you have seen us. You have seen us that there are things that have taken us away from your presence. There are things in our hearts, Lord. Um, as your word says, the heart is wicked. Lord, we cannot understand it. Only you who searches the hearts, you know. And as David prayed in Psalm 139 verse 23 and 24, Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. If there is any wicked way in me, lead me in the way everlasting. So, Father, we ask that you search us. The things that have taken us away from your presence, the unforgiveness, the bitterness, the busyness, Lord, 
that has taken us away from your presence that we cannot even give you a, a quarter of the time that we have to be in your presence and to enjoy fellowship with you. And Lord, because of this being away from your presence, it has cut our relationship with you. It has, it has, it has, it has, it has, straightened our relationship with you. Lord, we ask that you forgive us and have mercy this evening. Forgive us, Lord, for for conviciousness. We see the prodigal son. He wanted the things of the world. He, we want to enjoy company that have uh, derailed us, a relationship with you. And Lord, these things the cares of the world have taken us away from your presence. The lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, Lord, all these things are deep-seated within us. They are within us because it's from the heart uh, that all these things dwell in. Father, we, that defile us and keep us away from your presence. We have seen Isaiah. It was his unclean lips, Lord, that... He couldn't behold your glory because of the unclean lips. Father, maybe it is us. It is us, Lord, that you're seeing. It was Isaiah's time, but even us, Lord. It is the unclean lips that have kept us away from your presence. It is that wickedness, Lord. But, Father, we thank you that in your presence, we thank you for your mercies, that as we have dwelt in this, in this time of prayer. We know that you are merciful God. Lord, you're full of mercy. So we come back to you, for you've promised us that in your presence, when we return, we shall be restored. And whatever the canker has eaten, Lord, you're able to restore. So we come before you in humility and ask that you cleanse us. Cleanse us, Lord, with the precious blood of Jesus. Lord, as Isaiah beheld you, Holy, 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 you are holy God. You can't dwell where there is filthiness. Lord, we know that you're doing a deep cleansing within us. That Father, and you're returning us and you're restoring us, that indeed we shall behold your glory. And Lord, we shall carry your glory wherever you have called us. And it is that glory that will convict men, the Gentiles, those that have not known you to come to you. So we ask that you forgive us, Lord, where we have even blocked those that are meant to come because we have gone away from your presence. May you forgive us and have mercy and cleanse us and restore us to you. Draw us close to you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus and help us that, Lord, we shall keep in your presence because it's only in your presence presence that you can bear fruits in your presence you can have the joy of salvation only in your presence that we can receive from you father we thank you and worship you in Jesus' name we have prayed amen father we also continue to come we come before you as your word says that when we hear your word we should not harden our hearts lord we pray that this evening, this word will be a hammer and a rock and a fire to break the hardness of heart where we've hardened. Lord, even where we don't know we are hardening, we pray that the Spirit of the Lord will, will break this hardness. And indeed, we shall soften our hearts. You take up the heart, heart and give us a heart of flesh that, Lord, is obedient to your word, that, Lord, will soften our hearts and will turn us back to your presence. Father, we thank you and we worship you. We see 
David who was able to soften his heart even when it was a, it was difficult for him but after knowing after the deep conviction he was able to come and repent and indeed you are able to restore so we pray that you restore us lord and you return us where we have lost and we are asking ourselves what's going on father it is because we had gone out of your presence may you restore us this evening may you restore us that lord we shall see these benefits come forth in our lives as you release them to us the joy of salvation will return lord the provision where we are crying where where am i going to get fees how am i going to eat lord we have seen that in your presence we are fully satisfied in your presence we receive your mercy lord we shall behold your glory father we these these will come forth unto us as you release them this evening there will be restoration and whatever that kankawam has eaten in our lives Lord we restore and Lord we know as we've seen Job when he kept in your presence despite the suffering Lord you are able to restore double and indeed it will be our portion as well this evening that Lord you restore whatever the kankawam has eaten and Lord even where ministry had been stuck because uh there was a presence that blocked your presence like for Isaiah uh, we pray that lord because of this word lord as we are cleansed and restored father we pray a quickening of your spirit and moving forward my master from that place of stagnation that lord Isaiah when he beheld his your glory father he said here i am send me that lord we shall be sent out that lord we shall fish out those the, the the gentiles those that don't know you we shall fish them out we shall come they will come lord and indeed as well enjoy your presence because it's only in your presence where there is fullness of joy father we thank you and we worship you in jesus name we have prayed amen um we we are going to also pray that god will give us a hunger for his word as reverend shared that it's how do we come to benefit from his presence that quiet time it's in that place of listening and reading his word and getting to know him we can't get to know god outside of his presence so may god give us a hunger for his word that hunger that we shall read his word eat it digest it until we are in fullness of of the knowledge of him father we continue to come before you we ask that from this evening that you give us a hunger for your word a hunger a deep a hunger for your word that lord because it's a light and a path to our feet that god we shall not move unless we have read your word because it is the word that we add out the word that brings conviction it's the word that heals it's the word that restores it is by your word you spoke the world into existence it was your word and you and and lord and in psalms you say you have exalted your word above your name help us to digest it hunger for this word oh god 
give us the hunger for your word that lord even as we digest in it and eat it that it will be sweet as honey that we shall not desire anything else but your word father we pray for a hunger send out a hunger for us lord as we are on this platform but all the parishioners lord all your children send out a hunger for how can we be with the father we don't know it is through your word help us help us that in this season we shall know your word eat it be it walk it lord that we shall be like our father father we thank you that you're giving us a hunger for your word and you're teaching us you're helping us to understand by the power of your holy spirit Lord, we thank you and we worship you. And it is in this world where we shall hate evil and love holiness and righteousness. Lord, we thank you and we worship you. We give you praise. We give you honor. We magnify your name. Be exalted. Be lifted high. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Uh, we are going to also pray uh, that God will help us in this season. That we shall not lose his presence. We shall walk in obedience to him. We see uh, also King Saul. When he disobeyed God, he lost his presence, the spirit. And he, you know, we know the whole story that followed. That we shall walk in obedience. Because the word of God in First Samuel chapter 15, it says, obedience is better than sacrifice. May God give us the grace be obedient so that we shall keep his presence with us because it's within our hearts it's his spirit that his is his presence you'll not depart father we come before you and continue to ask that lord you give us the grace in this season to walk in obedience walk in obedience not contrary to you and contrary to your will but to walk in obedience because it's obedience you require more than sacrifice. Give us the grace to walk in obedience and obedience to your word, obedience. And as you've given us John chapter 10, verse 27, let my sheep know my voice. They hear it. They know it. Help us open our ears with ever had clogged our ears, our inner and outside ears. Lord, we pray that there will be a, a, an opening of our ears to hear, to be attentive to your voice and as we attend to your voice, Lord, we obey this voice and we walk in it, Lord, because that is what you desire. That, Lord, in obedience, we shall keep in your presence and we shall keep your spirit with us. You will be with us. You protect us. You will defend us against every scheme of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. For we know you've heard our prayer and God, by in faith, received this prayer. And Lord, thank you that you're restoring the joy of salvation. You're creating in us clean hearts and giving us, renewing us spirits. Father, we thank you. We worship you. Father, even as we go, as some of us at home, some of us are still traveling, we continue to pray that your presence will not depart from us. As Moses prayed that, Lord, Unless you go with us, Lord, unless you go with us, we can't do anything. We can't be fruitful. We can't do anything, Lord. Your presence 
means everything. So we pray that your presence will not depart from us. We pray that even as we sleep in the night, that you will be with us, you protect us, protect our families, protect each and every one wherever they are, that whatever the enemy had purposed upon our lives and everyone's lives, Lord, it will be frustrated. Father, we thank you, we worship you, we give you praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.